I managed to create the ideal. Uh, well, maybe I'll save it for the podcast. Actually, we are podcasting. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we are podcasting. Oh yeah, we're podcasting. Okay, <laughs> I guess I can talk about it now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real DMC Podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marks, and Colin. We're all here today. Marks and Colin, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you, Dave? I'm doing well. Colin, what's going on? Uh, I'm so not ready to do a podcast today, but I will. I will suffer through. Why are you not ready to do a podcast today? Oh, the the fall of American democracy is that bothering you a little bit? No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes, no, that's that, that's pretty awful. But yeah. Hey, is this a movie podcast? <laughs> you know, it's a a great tonic for uh, the problems of the day is to settle in and watch Jim Abrams' 1991-directed Top Gun spoof spectacular, Hot Shots. Somewhere in the Mediterranean, on this naval aircraft carrier, these men have been selected to write a page in military history. They've been brought together to form an elite squad of fighter pilots. Charlie Sheen, Lloyd Bridges, Call them the best of the best. Call them... Hot Shots. Colin, you sound like somebody who wants to talk about a funny spoof movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. Like, oh, we got to do a comedy. Which is funny because we've just done uh, two comedies in a row. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) This is a good good funny movie. I laughed many times. (laughs) I'll get into it. Don't worry. You need to take a hit of the helium pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Great helium. So a couple high-level facts about the movie. So uh, it made $69.4 million domestically and about $180 million worldwide. It only had a budget of $26 million, so it was definitely considered a success. And thankfully it was because we actually got both this movie and Hot Shot part due. So, which I, at this point we're going to have to do a podcast on because... I really had a great time rewatching this movie today, I have to say. The 69.4 domestic, it put it at number 12 in the box office, which put it just behind Backdraft and just in front of Beauty and the Beast. It's an interesting three movie this combo. This made from more a than a standpoint. Disney movie? Wow. I was actually I was surprised by that. I was wondering if is Beauty and the Beast was that a, a re-release or was it split years or something because it doesn't seem like I remember Beauty and the Beast being huge. Yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's split across years. Maybe Beauty and the Beast still ranked even though it was uh came out in 1990. I don't know if it did. Yeah, I think the so this movie is definitely well received. So it has a an overall 6.8 on IMDb. Uh, I did go back and rewatch the Siskel and Ebert review on this. Uh, Ebert actually gave it a thumbs down, but he was, you know, <laughs> he was lukewarm on it. He actually gave the sequel three stars. I, I'm sort of not surprised because Roger Ebert just doesn't, he, he A, doesn't, I don't think he's got a very good sense of humor. He just doesn't review comedies well. So I'm really not surprised. Now, I'm also not surprised that he gave the sequel three stars because I'm sure he got a lot of shit for the first review. And then he's like, oh, okay. I get it. It's a comedy. I'll, I'll give it a good review. Yeah, yeah but it, he should know, though. It's a Jim Abrams movie. This is not like the first one they've done. They've done the airplanes. They did Top Secret. They did, you know, like... Well, what was interesting... You know is, what to expect, right? So in the Siskel and Ebert, the little video snippet of the show, they actually mentioned the fact that one of the reasons why they thought this movie suffered was because it came, I think it was a month after The Naked Gun. Uh, was it Naked Gun? Two and a half. Two, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. 
And they said that The Naked Gun 2.5 was a better film. And I, I would disagree with that. I think The Naked Gun 2.5, I recall it being okay. But I think that uh, Hot Shots is definitely... Hot Shots was... I had much more fun rewatching this movie than I was expecting. It, it held up pretty well for me personally. Um, I, I would also like to say, though, that um, rewatching this, it's been a, quite a long time. And, and it was very funny. There are parts that are, you know, not that funny. But they're still funny. Racist? They're still funny, but then not that funny. Um, and um, we can talk. Or, we can talk about the they're, they're not, at the end. They're not as funny <laughs> as I thought back in '91. But I'm totally looking forward to Hot Shots Part Two because I remember that as being even funnier than the original. And uh, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'd say 1991 were a lot more racist, maybe or. Less less tolerant. What what was racist about this? You mean the, As compared the, the, to today, the Iraqis, I don't know about that. The Iraqi uh, fighter pilots or uh... Iraqi fire pilots. The uh, the Native American at this at the beginning, like the there's a, there's a lot of mocking of people. Yes, by, there is. Yes, uh, there is. I don't know if language. it's racist or if it's just like not really <laughs> not sensitive. Uh, not it's a... insensitive. Some of it is just like yeah, okay, that's not good. I think the other thing that's interesting is this represents. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this was Jim Abrams, his first solo film. I'd have to go back and look. But um, you had obviously the Zucker Abrams Zucker crew, right? The Zaz crew that did Top Secret and they did Airplane together. And then I thought it was pretty interesting that all three of those directors individually branched off and had their own series and were successful, right? So David Zucker ended up directing the Naked Gun films. Jim Abrams did this, and then uh, Jerry Zucker. I didn't realize that Jerry Zucker directed Ghost. Did you? Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I, for some for whatever reason, I didn't realize that. So, uh, so you, I I had not seen this movie probably in I don't know twenty five years. Maybe this is not a movie that I have seen in quite a long time. Also, I realized not a movie that shows up on uh, cable or n- not a movie that stumbled on uh, over the course of the past twenty years. So this is not a movie I've I've found on tv just randomly flipping around i don't know about you guys no no it's been quite a long time don't you feel this movie kind of disappeared a little bit <laughs> like uh kind of just went off the radar no pun intended because it's about planes <laughs> 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 honestly no pun intended <laughs> that was... mm-hmm. um yeah no I, I you don't hear much about it and it's very like it, when you think of uh, the parody movies like i think part two is more popular and then uh, sorry part two is more popular and then um naked guns you'll think of first or the airplane movies this is probably a lot lower down on that list yeah i don't know about a lot lower down um i'm curious to know what movies you'd put above it from the those kind of parody films naked gun airplane (laughs) well so i mean that's that's a that's a short you said a lot lower down so i was wondering if you it's also like above it i I mean there's not that many of these movies either too right like i have the same feeling I, i agree with marcus i think this is one of the lesser successful parodies, right? Even though it's still successful. I would agree, but I think it's better than the scary movies and better than like all those when they started making the not, not another teen movie and all those, there was a whole bunch of really bad parody movies that started coming out in the probably mid to late nineties. Well, and and that's, that's, that whole group is a, is a a rung below this one, right? I'm sorry. Uh, Let me, um, I'm ranking. I'm ranking Zucker's and Abrams. Exactly. Oh, okay. Me too. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So I would put it ahead of like Mafia, which I never seen. What else? Did it, I mean, Kentucky Fried Movie is definitely above this too. Like, 
I mean, they've yeah, done no, really I was, good movies. I was compar- so it's not I'm sorry, insult. I thought you were comparing to like the scary movies or the you know Loaded Weapon One and uh, all you know no, 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 you no. know they started making like all those things you know like the sci-fi movie or not another teen movie or whatever they were and yeah. all those were definitely they were always trying to in, uh, impersonate the Zaz crew but doing a bad job of it um, and so yeah I would agree this is a lesser Zaz type offering but it's still a rung above a lot of the other crap that came out. I think the other thing that I realized is that. Uh, I found out where I where the phrase um, "blow it all on hats" comes from. Because to, <laughs> That's fantastic. Because to this, in fact, I use this like you know, I used it. I've used this very commonly. This is the one thing that w- was a realization for me is when when I'm talking about blowing money or hey, we can just blow it all on hats. I use that phrase all the time. And I and at, just about two weeks ago, I'm like, I wonder what the hell like where that came from. And watching this movie, <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, ah, there it is. This is Thompson. You must hate me right now, but something I want you to have been putting a little away for the past 10 years. It's not much, 2,500. I wish I could do more. What? Topper. That's so sweet. Why, with the three million that I won on this lucky lotto ticket, I can take this 2,500 and just blow it all on hats. I do love that line. (laughs) By the way... (laughs) Um, you guys know who that is? Did did you recognize her? No, no, no she no. looks familiar, but I, who isn't? It's it's Susan, George's fiance. Oh, from, how funny! From, oh. from Seinfeld. <laughs> how funny! She was great, by the way. Oh, that that scene. Oh, we can get to it later, I'm sure. But the scene where where Dead meets going on Walking his last mission. That's so awesome. <laughs> I, I love I love the cat in particular. <laughs> it runs past him. <laughs> That's great. Uh, good stuff. Well, maybe we can switch the cast. The cast. So uh, we can start with Charlie Sheen, and I'm super happy that somebody realized that Charlie Sheen is actually a comedic actor. And it's pretty funny watching Charlie Sheen in Navy Seals not that long ago, and then watching Charlie Sheen in this. His uh, approach is remarkably consistent, and it works for both movies. <laughs> but in this, uh, his I think he has great comedic timing. Uh, I just think he's in his element, and I think he does a really great job with the role. Yeah, he definitely, I think his comedies are far better than his uh, dramatic movies. So like this in um, Major League is another great role. He plays it so straight too. So like he really does a really good job with it. Seems so earnest. Yeah, and everybody in this movie is like that, which is everybody's playing it real straight for the most part. Um, Even, you know, there's lots (laughs) of wackiness, obviously, but... uh, I think that they 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 hold the line really well, or at least they're they're um, they're going for it, right? There's lots of good energy there. Like, is there any good like dramatic Charlie Sheen movie? I guess yeah, Wall Street's pretty good. Wall, Wall Street, Platoon, Platoon. Wall Street, yeah. Platoon, yeah, yeah. But which movie would you rather rewatch? Uh, this and Major League, or Wall Street, or Platoon? No, the, the, definitely the comedies. Yeah, yeah, Major League's probably one of my favorite of his. Would Would we think he's as funny? if we hadn't had those very serious movies from his early career. Cause he, he basically, you know, like he plays it super straight. Right. I think there's just like knowing what he had done previously in very dramatic roles. It just sort of adds to it. Right. It just makes it funnier. I would say yes, but no, like the, uh, because Leslie Nielsen's like the counter to that. And I know Leslie Nielsen did serious roles before, but I never saw him. In any of those serious roles, my first introduction was like the airplane movies or uh, Naked Gun. And so, and he's hilarious in all of those. So I didn't need that background of him like, oh, he's a serious actor. He was just hilarious. We got the same thing with Lloyd Bridges. 
I mean, yeah. Lloyd Bridges, long-term serious actor too. And he just... Let, let's talk about Lloyd Bridges for a second. Oh my God. MVP of this movie. <laughs> totally. Lloyd Bridges is... I, you know what? I don't know who got the Oscar this year for Best Supporting Actor, but... Uh, <laughs> Lloyd Bridges was robbed because this, this is an all-time performance. I was actually, I had to stop the movie at one point or when I was taking notes. And uh, when he goes, when he's in his office and he's looking at the picture as if it's a window, <laughs> that, that scene right there hey, is just, oh my God, that is comedy gold, man. I just, I went back and I watched that a couple times and I was laughing my ass off. Lloyd Bridges is just amazing in this movie. He did not get nominated. Sorry. Uh, Jack Palance won for City Slickers. Yeah. Uh. So. Lloyd Bridges was robbed. And by the way, did you know that uh, I guess Leslie Nielsen was actually originally offered the the admiral role first and then he turned it down. And then I'm a little bit confused when I was looking at some research and either they say that um, they offered it to George C. Scott and he turned it down before they went to Lloyd Bridges uh, or Lloyd Bridges replaced George C. Scott. So I'm not sure exactly what happened there. But Lloyd Bridges is like zipping lines like so quickly. Are you all right, sir? Of course I'm all right. Why? What have you heard? <laughs> just like, nice. Well, and but and the hit rate, the hit rate for his dialogue and his jokes is is far. I would I would say it's he has the highest hit rate of anybody in the movie. Yeah. He just he's cr- he's crushes every single line. I think I mean, it's, he's great. Yeah, no, I to- I totally agree. He's the MVP of this. Uh, so you have Valeria Galino who's in there as uh, Charlie Sheen's love interest, and I think the two of them have really great genuine chemistry together. Like I think they work really well together. They sizzle. They do. Oh god. Just, just like her belly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't like any of those scenes and it was a lot of the movie. So Wait, I could, really? I could, yeah, Wait, I can do without that whole huh? aspect of it. Oh, this could be a more interesting discussion than I'm thinking. <laughs> oh my are you kidding me? No, it's all right. I don't know. Maybe I was in the right mood or whatever, but it just seemed like when, I'm much. sorry, but when Charlie Sheen like holds up the bacon, <laughs> I just <laughs> nearly lost it. You know, you know what though? When I was watching that particular scene, I remembered the bacon, but the thing that put me over the, the edge is when he added the hash browns. The hash browns, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was like <laughs> when he added the hash browns. Like, oh my gosh, that's great. Oh lord, how did you... I was kind of wondering why why Valerie Valeria Galino was not a bigger star, uh, and I did a little research on her, and apparently she was the runner up to Julia Roberts for both Pretty Woman and Flatliners, so she missed about half of a good opportunity to advance her career hmm. that is sad and then curly hair went out of style and there were no roles for her there you go julia roberts is the right star though like it's not like are, are we gonna say that uh, that julia roberts market corrected valeria galino that's exactly what you would say <laughs> now she was you know she was uh, tom cruise's girlfriend in rain man yeah that's probably huge, I mean, huge that, role. And I think that's the only other thing I even remember yeah. her from, which is sad because I really like her a lot. Yeah, she did good. Like I'm saying, I'm not I'm not knocking her, but I mean, Julie Roberts is one of the top leading women in Hollywood. All right. So anybody else in the cast you want to, so we can talk about, I mean, so John Cryer shows up. He has a, he has a pretty funny role or he's, actually he has a character that has a pretty funny um, disability, if you want to call it that, with his walleye vision and the... Uh, the walleye camera POV shots are pretty funny. Um, so, and he's fun in this. Uh, and then Kevin Dunn shows up as uh, Lieutenant Commander Block, who I immediately recognized him. And I'm thinking, where do I know him from? And I guess it was the dad from the Transformers movie. Like, that's where he popped in my head. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. That's like, how you, I mean, that's where you remember Kevin Dunn. Did you not watch Veep? Um, oh, no. Yeah, no, he's on Veep, obviously. Yes. Good, good point. 
That's where I recognize him from. Kevin as well. Kevin Dunn's uh, just a, a great straight man. He's been in like tons and tons of movies. He he's great. Yeah. No, I I love Kevin Dunn. Going back to um, John Cryer for a sec, it's the 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 first team up of the men from Two and a Half oh, Men. Yeah. Two Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I didn't even realize it until after like ten minutes. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. They've been just, they've, they've worked together. I just realized it about five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched that show, though. Yeah, I never saw that show. As I say, also, Carrie Ewells is in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ewells. And... Who, who, who are you talking about, Marcus? I, I, I don't know a Carrie Ewells. You can listen to our Princess Bride podcast for the uh, many mistakes I made with Carrie Ewells uh, pronunciation. Kent Gregory. Yeah, he's fun. He's, he's a he's, great he's, uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't get Val. He's Iceman. Oh my God, Val Kilmer could it, would be amazing. Well, I mean, they worked with him in uh, Top Secret, but they probably didn't want, it's like too much because Val Kilmer was obviously Iceman in Top Gun. It was probably too close. Like They, they may have offered it to him and he was like, no, I'm, and he big timed him. I don't think he would have done it. Because he, isn't he just coming off the doors? We should actually do that movie. I, I think that... That movie does not hold up. I, he should have been in this movie and done Iceman as Jim Morrison. By the way, Val Kilmer recommendation, if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, highly recommended. Fantastic movie. I think the only other person from the cast, or I mean, if you guys want to throw somebody else out, yeah, but I, I, do. I did think I it was do. interesting that Christy Swanson was wanted. on there as, as Kowalski, but as a very, a kind of a bit part. So I'm wondering if maybe she had more scenes that they ended ended up on the cutting room floor because at the, at the time she was a big enough name right wasn't this after buffy mm, problem well no i don't know i'm not sure maybe yes let's look her up but um <laughs> i i wanted to point her out too because i i have the same thing i like i almost I, got to see your brain melt real time <laughs> that was fun. i want it it was 1992 is buffy um, ah, okay. i i definitely wanted to see more christy swanson and really had like basically two two scenes and it was very short i don't understand the humor they were going with for her i didn't like any of the jokes around her wasn't like did they even have any jokes around her they did like her like cleaning up her bunk she was in the uh the bunkers and like you're supposed to be shocked because she was like standing there in her bra or something and then like um she greets charlie sheen at the end she's like she said like oh you're quite a guy he's like you too yeah okay (laughs) i said like they had a lot of like attempted jokes and i think there's a couple others with her too that they're like they must have had a lot more that they cut out because they weren't good i don't know what they were thinking but i mean look if you want to add more shots of christy swanson standing around in her bra have at it (laughs) 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 maybe that's maybe that's it i just wanted more christy swanson you know standing around the bra put on screen no, but I really like Christy Swanson. I, I, I'm just yeah. I was sort of sad to see that she wasn't in it more. Yeah, I, I think they didn't know what to do with her, and they, I think they were trying to do like, oh, isn't it funny that there's a woman in the Navy? But like, I don't know if that's what they were going for. It's just very weird. As in the Navy that with that's written on the side of the plane. <laughs> I love plane. that. <laughs> <laughs> the Navy. The, the, the plane, pro- like all the props and stuff too, were great. I think yeah. one of the early shots of the planes is like a like the guy standing next to it, it's like a big like way bigger than the whole plane you like can't even fit in that so those planes i i was i was going like like i know a lot about um about military aircraft especially like you know like from that air from that era <laughs> and 
And I, I remember seeing this movie the first time being really disappointed that they didn't have like F-14s or something like that. And I, in, the, in the back of my mind, I hadn't seen this in like you know, over 25 years. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I don't like the planes, the fighters that they have. I, I think, what do they use? Like A4 Skyhawks or something like that. And then they show up on the screen. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it? Did they, did they just like build a few planes out of some scrap parts or something? And like those, ke- those things can't fly, right? They just, they just have them like they're motorized yeah, they, and they move them around the, you know, the, the, the flight, flight deck. deck, right? That's it. Right. And then you see them in yeah. the air. I'm going, those really are. And so, yeah, they, uh, they're actually, um, fallen to FO 145 Nats. Yeah. Oh, they British, are British RAF uh, fighter trainers. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, they're real. They don't look <laughs> legit. I know all. they don't look legit. <laughs> I thought that was half the joke. Yeah. Well, and I think the um, <laughs> so, and I think the enemy aircraft. I think are was a it was a U.S. training uh, plane, right? I, I can't remember the name. I didn't. The, the I didn't en- they were they used F fives and T thirty eights. Very similar, if not exact, to what they did in um, in um, uh, Top Gun. To uh, to be the the MIGs, you know the Russian MIGs. Oh, I thought those were Mirages. No, no, or or a French. Okay, no, no. By the way, what, Marcus, you always seem to laugh when I mention my my love of military aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is that? I don't know. No, I laughed at son because he said like very. Well, I know a lot about military aviation. <laughs> Whatever he said. I'm not an expert, funny. but I spent yeah. a lot of time in the library. Uh, um, I should have this conversation with Jim. He would appreciate it. He would be. Andy probably would also have a lot of uh, more insight. All right, moving on. I, w- I was strictly uh, helicopters. <laughs> why? Why are we not doing Firebirds? That's that's no my kidding. question. Uh, we can still do Firebirds. Although, you guys did Navy Seals. I mean, I think we, I think we might get seventeen listens on Firebirds. <laughs> seventeen, maybe two. Optimistic. Yeah. Does Maverick actually have a? Is there a dad thing for Magic Maverick? I forget, or is he just? Yeah. Is it just a goose thing? You know, maybe you should watch Top Gun again. I'm telling you, well, it's a good it's, movie. It's really good. Anyways, it, what's his deal with his dad in that movie? So his, like, is his dad. He's got a reputation because of his father, who was okay. shot down over in, or, or over, um, you know, the, the wrong the wrong country. Yeah, during Vietnam. Yes, over Macho Grande. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll never, never be, be over, over Macho, macho Grande. Um, <laughs> God, we should do that one too. <laughs> and then Tom Skerritt flew with his father. Oh, okay. That's it's all coming back to me. It's just a little fuzzy. Much like well, uh, what, what's the this, much like the sl- the slippers of uh Tuka Chinchilla. <laughs> Fluffy bunny. All right, well, um you wanna just jump into it, start going through it? Yeah, let's do it. The, okay, so here's one thing I would say that when the movie does open and it has the credits and it has the uh, the theme song behind it, I actually appreciated that moment because it takes the opening strain or the score and it kind of takes the Harold Faltermeyer, so it's riffing on the Harold Faltermeyer Top Gun theme, and then it, it actually blends it directly into like the Kenny Loggins Danger Zone theme as like one piece of music. So and and the graphics or the uh, font that they use for the graphics is the same as Top Gun, so I thought that was pretty. Cool. I thought that was a good way to start. I would challenge you take the, the the first you know like 10 seconds of both films and try to figure out which one is top gun i mean like when it started i was like oh my god stop gun yeah it sounded yeah. exactly like top gun yeah. that's i, I, do, I remember think you that. could probably go like 
two minutes until you see the guy roasting a hot dog. <laughs> or maybe the you leaf blower. Yeah. What? You, you don't yeah, know until it's it's a parody until one of those moments, right? Like every well, kids first. Yeah. So when it goes to the aircraft carrier, there's all there's all kinds of sight gags that are going off as they're rolling the credits. Uh, and you know, Colin mentioned my favorite, which is a dude with a dude with a leaf blower on the deck of the aircraft carrier. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then the other one that I liked was just some random dude that was walking by with a lamp, like on the uh, on the deck of the aircraft carrier. Did you guys catch that one? I think I missed that. I think I missed it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's this guy just walking by. He has like a lamp that has a red lampshade on it, and he's just walking by. A constant stream of randomness. Which is like I think good and bad. I think some of it's funny. I think some of it just misses the point. I think of all the stuff or all the type of humor in this movie, I think the 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 random visual gags are uh, probably what have the maybe the lowest overall hit rate. I mean, there's yeah. still lots of good stuff there, yeah. but there's a lot of throwaway visual gags that you just kind of you know, okay, it was it was an attempt and it didn't quite hit, and then you just move on. Uh, that's why when I said earlier that I, it's really funny, but there's parts of it i think that are not that funny it's it's those sight gags that just don't they're not that funny they go on too long also it's a, it's very much like a side ant live skit they're doing some montage and they just keep going and going and then like i don't know there's a there's a couple times where that happens i just like all right i yeah. got it but then there's other sight gags that are really funny like when at the end um when um uh, kevin dunn is getting a, a blood transfusion from <laughs> right from a from a like a, a big like big guy they keep cutting back and then they cut back and you don't even see it because you just miss it and all of a sudden he deflates and yeah. <laughs> it's like so well done well i think so the it, it switches to you see you know planes in the air and and what you actually are watching is uh is is topper harley having a dream about his dad and this, it's a this is a fun sequence because he's he's envisioning his dad getting shot down and as his dad has to eject from the plane he goes through some trees and he lands and he ends up having some branches stuck to the side of his helmet no, so he looks a, just like a deer. That's not his dad. That's the uh, mailman. His dad was Buzz. Yeah, his dad. Okay, so, yeah, right. So his dad failed to save mailman who then yeah. floated down and then had the antlers on the side of his helmet. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's a okay. moment. That is very funny because they give him like sort of mailman, like you're thinking, oh, he's going to die. And then he survives. And oh, he's going to die. Now he yeah. survives. Oh, he's going to die now. No, he survives. And then yeah, his head pops up. He's got the, the antlers on. And then and there's they, a sign that says deer hunting season. Yeah, like <laughs> opens today. But you know what's great about that gag is that uh, you see him act like a deer like after he sees the sign. like He, yeah. he pivots his head a couple times <laughs> like he's nervous about getting shot. But so. they kept the joke going too, which I thought was pretty good when they get to oh, the yeah. barracks and all of the um, oh, all the people are meeting. That scene was hilarious. That was uh, one of the best scenes I, in the movie. I'm surprised yeah. because they... Um, so they get to the uh, the barracks and then... Um, so yeah, Topper uh, meets Kent and Kent's like, oh, I'm the son of mailman who died due to your dad's carelessness. It was a hunting accident. Accident, my deep blue eyes. It was reckless, irresponsible flying, and you know it. This is an incredible coincidence. But the hunter who mistakenly killed your father was Henry Pfaffenbach. My father. I feel terrible. Isn't this Henry Alva Pfaffenbach? My mother was a Pfaffenbach. Not Doreen Pfaffenbach. From Minnesota? Yeah. Then we're cousins. We used to spend our summers in Eagle River. Eagle River? 
And then, like, but then he has, <laughs> he has the, the family he has photo. the all-time great line. Because then, then it cuts to, and you see the, the head mounted on the wall with the antlers <laughs> still on the side of the helmet. And then he says, if it helps, I didn't have seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was such a great line. Oh, my God. That was great. <laughs> Um, so we did we did jump past uh, the when Topper when uh, when Lieutenant comes out to or what's his name Dunn comes out to grab Topper at the uh, Dances with Wolves uh, scene basically. Lieutenant Commander think, Block. I didn't quite get much of that. Again, that was one of those that missed for me completely. You, did you not see Dances with Wolves? I think that's the, is that the same wolf? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. I think it might actually. I mean, I think it might be the same wolf. I don't know. There aren't a lot of wolves running around Hollywood. Come on. Probably not. No, no. I, the one thing I did like about the scene. So when they come out to meet, uh, when he comes out to recruit Topper, they sit down in the teepee and they use the uh, the hel- passing of the helium pipe. I thought was pretty funny. I, I just it's totally random, it made no sense, but I did think it was kind of funny. I, I, I enjoyed. That. I liked the interior of the teepee, which is very well furnished um for yeah, a tp yeah like a hutch yeah yeah, yeah. and, and on, the, on the hutch there is there's like all these precious moments uh figurines <laughs> that was like very random and funny because they were like very huge at the time and my sister was like way into them and i and i just hate them so much i i i did enjoy the uh the native american language yeah. just like i don't know that was like another like it was like eh. They do that same I, gag. That, that part didn't times. necessarily feel, um, you know, racist Funny. as more as like absurdist to me, right? Because they're just throwing a whole bunch of random words out there. You what know, about Tobago, you? Yeah, yeah. You know, curveball. They use Hershiser, right? So yeah. that kind of thing. I didn't find it funny. It does start a running gag in the movie where, for whatever reason, when somebody goes to sit down, they sit on a chihuahua, yeah. a dog that barks, and then they stop and they get in, in, at one point, including having a chihuahua that's in one of the cockpits of the planes. Yeah. So it just, it's just a weird running gag. It's never explained or referenced in any way. It's just there. It's kind of funny. Mildly amusing. Yeah. There, there is a fun moment, too, where this is where Charlie Sheen, the first time he uh, sees Ramada or uh, Valeria Galino's character, she's, she's you know, prancing on a horse through the uh, meadow doing tricks. And, and so he has a great scene on his motorcycle where he's kind of mimicking what she's doing. And the, the shot of Charlie Sheen when he's standing up on the motorcycle and he has his hands going in either, either direction. <laughs> Another great moment, actually. That was pretty That's funny. Yeah. And that leads to, then you see, um, so Lloyd Bridges makes his first appearance as the admiral who's coming in to lead this uh, you know, special attack force. And there's a great moment where the very first thing Kevin Dunn says is, how are you? And what Lloyd Bridges' character hears is, Hawaii? <laughs> 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 he's, he's like, I'm in the wrong place. And did, did you guys notice that um, that the admiral calls Dunn a different name throughout the entire movie like oh, every time? No. He calls him Ted, and then and they're walking away, and he pats him on the back. He's like Scott, and then when he's leaving the office later, he calls him Sid. So he just keeps <laughs> up screwing up his name. <laughs> I did like yeah. another point the uh, when he goes on the aboard the uh, the aircraft carrier. He's like Admiral Benson. It's like oh funny, that's my name too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lloyd Bridges. He definitely makes the movie. Oh man, he's so great in this. Well, the, the the great thing is, so he it, it switches to uh, they're doing a, an overview of what the the plan is going to be, and uh, that's where you know uh, Commander Block is rattling off all these things in terms of you know AWACS and this kind of stuff. They can send up an ACAC umbrella high enough to make any attack ineffective. 
I don't have a clue what you're talking about, Phil. Not a fucking clue. About it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's one. where, by the way, I think that's the first time he goes through uh, and he starts mentioning. Oh no! Um, when he, I think we got off the plane, he said he had to go take a leak because he had his bladder blown off in Guadalcanal. And so as you go through this, he keeps mentioning all these things that have happened to his body. And I cataloged all of them as I was going through it. Right. So he has I had a better part of my bladder blown off in Guadalcanal. I have a shell the size of a fist in my head. Pork chop hill. The only way I can get this goddamn tube to stay on is by magnetizing the entire upper left quadrant of my skull. That's loud. My ear canals are very sensitive. They're stainless steel. Took a bullet, corregidor. Passed straight through. Here. Oh, the love of God, man, be careful. Ever since Normandy, this is corneware, for Christ's sake. Ah, the open sea. Oh, God, wish you could smell. I had my nostrils fried in Parmesan. Oh, good. Here, help me with this. My eyes are ceramic. A bazooka round, a little big one. Or was it Okinawa? The one without the Indians. <laughs> yeah. So, that's just, I mean, Lloyd Bridges is just Pretty fantastic. Good. Yeah, one of my favorite lines of his is that, uh, at the briefing room, he's like, when I look out at all you guys, I think what I would give if I was just 20 years younger and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to put together the Lloyd Bridges supercut for this and just call it a podcast episode. Uh, that would be perfect. Uh, Charlie Sheen is, he gets flagged for a psychological evaluation. And so he has to go see the psychiatrist. That, of course, ends up being Ramada. She does, he does comment on her legs and she says, you know, thank you. I just had them lengthened. Um, I was, don't you think this is a callback to the naked gun with the nice beaver? Don't you think he was kind of uh, oh, yeah. doing a sm- small homage to himself there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now they go all the way up. And I, I think they have great chemistry right off the bat. I mean, I, I really do think the chemistry is real. So we have, um, that's where the Admiral gets up and he's going to give the briefing on what the overall scope of their mission is. So they're going to train and they're going to go in and attack a nuclear reactor. And one of the great things that Admiral Benson says when he gets up there is, <laughs> He's like, I've been, I've flown 162 missions and I've been shot down 162 times. Come to think of it, I've never landed a plane in my life. <laughs> That's just a great line. I love that. That was a good one. I also did like their secondary targets. The secondary targets is this accordion factory and this mime school. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that uh, Charlie Sheen does meet uh, Ramada in the elevator. And when he's picking up on her, he says that... The whites of her eyes are the whitest he's ever seen. And then he asks her if she flosses. <laughs> <laughs> so it does transition to uh, a bar that I think has a pretty cool name. The The name of the club is The Strafing Run. So I thought that was kind of a cool cool name the for Strafing a... Strafing uh, Run. Nice. Yeah, yeah for uh, an, a naval, or I guess an Air, Air Force bar, whatever you want to call it. Kent is in there. Uh, so Carrie Elwes is uh, in there. And he you find out that he actually had a previous... Or he's kind of involved, I guess, in a relationship with uh, Ramada... And but then she says, I need to go. Can you hold on a second? I, I need to go take care of something. And then it switches to her and she's in a brand new dress and she's standing on top of the piano at an angle, which uh, that's definitely a riff on the fabulous Baker boys. Yeah, the whole right? thing. Yeah. You, yeah, the whole the whole kind of scene. And that's and it's pretty funny. It's, it's played pretty well. You know, she's she slides off the piano and hits the floor, for example, and then, you know, keeps singing when she's on the floor. And the physical comedy there, I thought was pretty good. I did like at one point the most overall. I did not like the scene, and I thought it went on far too long. But the one part I did like was she was singing, and then she like the music keeps going, and her voice keeps singing. But she stops, takes a drink of water, puts it down, and, like, <laughs> yeah. and like the music never stops, and her singing never stops. But she takes <laughs> right. a drink of water. That was pretty funny. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing I like about this scene is, so there is a, a brief confrontation between uh, Topper and Kent. Kent's happy afterwards, and he says, you know, drinks are on me, and the entire bar goes crazy. You hear somebody yell, free beer, and then people rush the bar. People are rappelling down. It's like, that's that's one of the good, that's one of the good side gags, right? Because that, that's kind of a throwback to, it reminded me of, you know, an airplane when uh, when they're, they're saying, you know, remain calm, and everybody goes berserk, like yeah, it was yeah. one of those kind of moments. So they obviously have experience doing it, and I thought that was pretty funny. They had the similar earlier where they uh, like gently pushed each other to like back off, and like someone yelled "brawl," and then like everyone starts right. fighting. They have a, they have a clip of uh, Charles Barkley and Bill Lambier fighting, yeah. which was a uh, throwback to their April nineteenth, nineteen ninety fight. Nah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what happened at, in the third quarter? Uh, Barkley scored thirty six for the game, fifteen rebounds, and they clinched the Atlantic uh, Division with the uh, that win. Marcus, why don't you call down to the galley and order up some soup? <laughs> soup or duck? <laughs> uh, duck? I love soup. At least I think I love soup. Blasted shell. It's either soup or duck. Which one? Which one do you shoot, duck, sir? <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> uh, Pretty funny moment because Ramada's talking to Kent, and then she she you know stops talking to him and then turns around and, and Topper is right there. So like Topper was standing about a foot and a half befi- behind her. So that was pretty good. <clears throat> and then she says, you know, you can walk me home. And of course her apartment is right next door to the strafing run, like literally 20 feet away. So that, that's a good, uh, I thought that was kind of funny. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Leslie Nielsen wandering when he was uh, Frank Drebin in the Naked again. And where the hell was I? And then of course they have the, they have the well-known riff on uh, nine and a half weeks where they're, they start having sex and or they're, you know, screwing around and he keeps pulling things out of the refrigerator to feed her. So grapes. But then there's a he, he has a, he takes a pizza out of the out of the refrigerator and rolls it up like a cigarette <laughs> and licks it and then feeds it to her. So that whole that whole scene was pretty good. I haven't seen nine and a half weeks in a long, long time. But um, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, really? No, I don't recall being that impressed with it relative to its reputation. Yeah. I was just say the that love scene I thought went on too long and a little too. No, obnoxious. it was great. It was, it's nah, it, I don't know. It, it was, was the, like a little too much. It's the best food eating scene, like the sexy food eating scene I, I think I've ever seen on film. <laughs> I don't know. They went a little over the top, like the, the, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Okay, her belly sizzling and then like making <laughs> eggs and bacon. I don't know. Kind of kept going. Just so goofy. The bacon and eggs. Or just absolutely, yeah. And then when he throws on the, ha- the hash browns, it's nice. just, uh, and then the, of course, the olive. I was going to say, the button. olive was actually pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, and the olive, I, th- I think the olive was, it might, might have been in the trailer, right? Was that, because uh, it's, a, it's a pretty well known. They repeat, like he flashes movie. back to it at another point in the movie, too. The, the, she said they did that without wires, that they actually somehow did it. Like how, you know, really? like they actually, she, they, they said that she got it on the second try. The second try. Wow. How would you? Yeah. How would you like smack her in the stomach to make it fly into her mouth? I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, so, yeah. She maybe right. she just has amazing muscle control. Who knows? Well, I just love uh, at the very end of the movie where the callback to the the sizzling uh, and where she um she pulls out you know she holds up two slices of bacon and then they cut to Topper and he pulls up two T bone steaks. <laughs> yeah, that's no, pretty funny. Like her face <laughs> and like she drops the bacon. Like, Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> That's funny. I agree. That part was kind of funny, so maybe it pays off. But when she invites him into her house, you know, she says like, um, 
she says like oh I, the only problem is I, I have a nosy landlady and then <laughs> and then she proceeds to tell him that um when he says like i have to i don't want to go back she's like you don't have to i don't want to be alone and by the way i can go all night like a lumberjack <laughs> and he says what about your landlady she says you can do her too <laughs> yeah Again, so but I, what's so what's again. I one of one of the favorite one of my favorite things in this movie happens soon after that because uh, so Topper is late to get back to uh, the mission and of course the other pilots are getting ready to take off including Dead Meat which we have to talk about but um, they fire up the planes and the admiral so Lloyd Bridges says oh my god that's loud and that's where he talks about his ear canals and then and then uh, Commander Block gives him <laughs> two earplugs to control the noise. And he takes it and he just swallows them <laughs> like they're aspirin. Uh, I just I, I could I could rewatch that again and again. It's just so stupid, but it's really funny. I I just love Lloyd Bridges in this movie. Dead Meat has this great moment where he's gonna go get in the plane, and they do all these funny things, right? So all the superstitious stuff. You see the cat run in front of him. He walks underneath the ladder. Um, his wife pulls out his life insurance form, but she, her pen can't work. And he's like, oh, I'll sign it when I get back. And then and it just gets more absurd from there because as he's climbing into the plane, he's tapping his chest and saying, he's like, oh, I got all the information on who actually killed Kennedy. And she's like, do you want me to hold it for you? He's like, nah, I'll just deal with it when I get back. I'll be on a jet. So, I'll be safe. Yeah. And they did set it up earlier too. Like he was talking in the, and when he first met him in the barracks, like he's all talking about his family and how everything's just so perfect and nothing could go wrong and all that's kind of very similar vibe. So what's your call sign? Dead meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he crashes, initially he's okay, but of course the ambulance shows up and smashes into him and knocks him back into the hole that was or the crater that was made when his plane hit the ground. And then you see him just take all sorts of abuse in terms of getting smashed in the head as they're trying to get him. And this is where then Marcus already referenced it, but. There's a great 30-second scene of the doctor wheeling him down. I gotta work fast. I gotta lunch. I think you're missing the big picture here, Doc. Nurse, check his penis. Is it longer than mine? Uh, no, Doctor. Good. Now this is gonna hurt. Oh! Nurse, give me 15 cc's of morphine, quickly. You think you can save him? Can't be sure. I'm not a very good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he also, right before that, he's like, this is gonna hurt, and he bites his nose. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he's, they're like rolling him into the surgery. You gonna be all right, buddy? I'm in a hospital. What could go wrong? Hospital, and then they immediately cut to the, the cemetery funeral. for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and th this scene is just uh, absolutely so fantastic. I mean, really I, was just, I was laughing my ass off because uh, so... Admiral Benson is there and he gets up to give the eulogy and he starts talking about the fact can that... I, can I, can I, I have the quote right here. Okay, yeah. He's like, Pete Deadmeat Thompson is dead. So is Mo Green, Tatalia, Barzini, the heads of all the five families. <laughs> and then it cuts to him and he just starts, he starts riffing on death and he's like, he's like, it's like one, one day you're alive and the next thing you know you're a compost heap. And he says, doesn't that bother any of you? Because it scares the living piss out of me. <laughs> At the dude's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just keeps 
Oh man, it just keeps rolling to the point like where then they do the 21 gun salute and you see Admiral Benson pull out his sidearm and he ducks behind the uh he ducks behind the casket and he pulls open the lid yeah. of the casket for cover. <laughs> and you think that maybe they would stop it there, but what's what's so great about this scene is they just he actually you see him start shooting at the guys who are doing the <laughs> who are the honor guard and those guys scatter and then he reaches into his pocket and he throws a grenade. <laughs> And he says, I love a good funeral. And as he's reaching into his pocket to grab another grenade. <laughs> oh, my God. That that's scene is just, that's that's fantastic. And it goes from there. And then it, it cuts to the scene inside his office where, you know, Block is trying to finalize the mission plans with him. And it that's another, because it just, that, that whole 10 minute sequence is great because it transitions to, uh, he has so Admiral Benson has a secretary in there who he's dictating to, and he says, "Can you read that back to me?" And she says, "And if you ever put your hands on my or goddamn hands on my wife again." <laughs> <laughs> but then it, from here, like this is where it just you know for a few seconds just it kicks into overdrive because Lloyd Bridges goes over and he talks about the fact that the the death of dead meat has has hit the the unit hard and morale is low, and he's st- sitting there looking at the picture. And he's pointing to the picture and he's saying, look at this. No one's even moving out there. <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's like, that's my friend Roy. I went to school with him. Roy! And he yells at the picture. He's like, he's not even responding to me. He hasn't been responding to me all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> <laughs> but then the best thing, this is the thing that just killed me, is you know, he, he says, it's like, maybe we should shut this thing down. And then Block says, no, no, we got to move ahead. And then Lloyd Bridges turns from you know the fact that dead meets death has been such a, has hit the unit so hard just to saying that in rapid succession, uh, well, it's fine. He wasn't that good of a pilot anyway. He only had a small family. His kids were a pain in the ass. His wife's on the sauce, so it's not that much of a loss. <laughs> Having a great time. I did like how he made the final decision on uh, should he allow a, a topper to go up. What size shoes do you have? A nine, sir. Good. It's settled in. We'll send Harry to the front. Oh, by the way, I want to thank you for having us over to dinner the other night. Cheryl and I thought the stroking up was marvelous. But, sir, we didn't have dinner the other night. Really? Where the hell was I? And who's this Cheryl? Ah, doesn't matter. Run along, Sid. (laughs) (laughs) And the stroking up was great. Uh, Sir, we didn't have dinner the other night. All right, well, that leads us to the final mission. One thing I like about the The final mission is the... Sleepy Weasel? Yeah, the Sleepy Weasel is the name of the 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 operation. Uh, one thing I really did, I laughed out loud, and this is not a joke in the movie, but uh, it cuts to the aircraft carrier, and the aircraft carrier says the location is somewhere in the Mediterranean, and it, it took me right back to Navy SEALs, where are Navy we, SEALs are we like Parmistan, Eastern Mediterranean seaport, or, or seaport, Eastern Mediterranean. So <clears throat> I'm telling you, Navy SEALs is pretty close to this movie. Admiral Benson gets up to give the, uh, he's giving, this is where he's giving the final review of their mission. And they talk to him and he says, uh, he says, he says, we are, we are planning to attack the enemy toast. And that's where Commander Block says, I think you mean coast. And the Admiral responds, well, that'll probably take a little bit more planning. (laughs) But then Charlie Sheen also has a great line in that exchange where, you know, he's talking about, uh, I forget what he's exactly what he's referencing, but. He's talking about the fact that it's like sleeping with your sister. <laughs> she's a great, she's a great piece of tail with a blouse full of goodies, but it's just illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then he keeps going from there, like talking about like you know, like then you get like then you get into that whole inbred thing. Kids with no teeth who do nothing but play the banjo, eat applesauce or a straw, pork farm animals. <laughs> yeah, blocks just looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I did like the uh, when they uh, they go off on the thing and the admiral's out on the uh, the flight deck and loses his uh, cap. Holy cow! My cap blew off. Swing around, we pick it up. But sir, we're on the mission. Good thinking. Yeah, we'll pick it up on the way back. We gotta mark the spot, though. Put Rabinowitz in a life raft, have him row in circles until we return. It could be days. Then put some food in the life raft. For God's sake, man, do I have to think of everything? We'll tape his favorite shows. He won't miss anything. Sir, there's no time. Okay, okay. How can I be an admiral without my cap? Out there somewhere all alone, I'm here powerless to do anything about it. <laughs> uh, but then it does, uh, that's what, so the final battle. I think the, the last part of this movie is probably maybe the weakest part of the movie where they have the, the big closing fight sequence. The, you know, the, the plane models and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's you know, sort of purposefully amateurish with a bunch of, you know, side of sight gags. Uh, and they do have, they do label all of the, uh, they're supposed to be Iraqi pilots, I believe, right? With, um, yes. Yeah. You know, they, they give them, was it, uh, they have pita. Uh, what else do they have in there? Hummus. Couscous, hummus, and baba ganoush. Yeah. Baba ganoush, yeah. So, yeah, that one's probably a little bit questionable as of now. But Also, the the the, the speaking of Arabic is... Um, it's just all like foods, right? <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. So Topper, of course, saves the day with a bunch of, um, you know, wacky maneuvers. He does reference uh, Paula Abdul, which uh, I noted, or it's noted in the trivia that at the time... His brother was actually married to Paul Abdul. I'd forgotten about that. Paul Abdul and Emilio Estevez yeah, were married at some point. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. But uh, and then also, I thought this was interesting. Is so so Topper's plane is shot up and he's coming back and you know Walleye is supposed to talk him down and and of course the information that Walleye is giving him you know do this do that is you know in no relation to what Topper is actually doing because they're just you know, yelling past each other. That was pretty funny. He's like, I just lost my wing. I just lost the other wing. He's like, you're doing great. Yeah. Just bring it in yeah. nice slow. <laughs> but they, they do cut to a Dalmatian for a moment that's barking. Yeah. And that's also straight out of airplane. If you guys remember, there's a Dalmatian on the uh, runway at the end when Ted Stryker's trying to land the plane. Oh, no, I don't re- remember that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, and the only other thing that kind of, and this, this gets back to Collins, you know, of its era. So there's a scene, you know, where... Topper, the, you know, Topper Harley celebrating, you know, they, everybody, you know, they had their victory and he goes walking across the deck and then someone runs up to him and says, Hey, Topper, what are you going to do now that you saved the world? And he looks at the cameras, I'm going to Disneyland, right? Which is after every Super Bowl, was it Super Bowl MVPs? I think used to do that, but yeah. they haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Have they? Uh, no, no. Maybe it's because, um, <laughs> then they, they, someone hands him like, uh, yeah, the- you know, $10,000 in cash. Yeah. yeah you see the <laughs> yeah. spokesman like the, uh, and then Charlie Sheen, yeah, he looks at the camera. He has a good, you know, like a, like a twinkle in his yeah, eyes. Yeah. So, but I, I think Charlie Sheen is really good in this movie. Uh, oh, he's legitimately, great. legitimately good. I mean, he he plays the role really well. Actually, I think all the actors in the movie are great. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, from Carrie Elwes, but yeah, I expected when I queued it up. I'm like, oh, cool, Carrie Elwes is in this. It should be that should be fun, but now his, his role was very. I don't know if it's it's not his fault. I think he just had a smile. no. I think it's just the way they wrote it. Like yeah. I was thinking he was going to be more, yeah, more like Iceman. But 
also of of the time was the uh there's a like a garfield on the uh in the cockpit at one point like on the window oh, there's yeah. just so much like of those little psychics like, yeah. like when they arrive on they all they land on the aircraft carrier and then they're getting out of the oh, that was hilarious. And, and then like they're pulling out like groceries, groceries and <laughs> <laughs> so one's getting his hair curled and one guy's got like uh just funny they're all pulling up yeah they get that they're they get a valet ticket <laughs> <laughs> put money in the meter to uh, park the plane and then of course like christy swanson's only other scene she takes off her uh her oxygen mask and there her her face has been uh, like yeah. it's like molded to the mask and so, yeah it's like it's been sucked out um it was kind of yeah. funny when they landed each time they landed the plane on the uh, aircraft carrier they all like bunk the head forward and back like boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did like at the end when they're at, when they're pulling up to port when and they're celebrating. There's a big banner that just says "Welcome Home" banner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the grab oh, it's but, the grab bag period. Yeah, the the other thing about uh, sight gags uh, when they yeah when they pull up uh, back home and there's a whole crowd waiting for them and there's like this little girl being held by her grandfather and she's got like cotton candy and then she's like so riveted that she like pulls his beard and starts eating it <laughs> i thought that was funny i was i thought i was for for a half second i was expecting them to to redo the airplane gag where the grandmother like the the kid comes like grandma and and one grandmother puts her hands out and the kid like knocks that grandmother over to get to another one. Oh right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course I don't know if you guys stayed around for the credits, but um, like they do in most of their movies, there's a, a bunch of fun things in the in the credits, like a couple of recipes, and um, they also do uh, you know, things to do after the movie. Visit a dairy and see how milk is handled and prepared for delivery, which is yeah. exactly the straight out of um, Kentucky Fried Movie, which was yeah. Yeah, at the end of A Fistful of Yen. How funny! Uh, I was like, "Wait a minute! I I know this. I've I, I've seen this before." <laughs> uh, and then at the very very end, it's it says, uh, "If you had left the theater when the when these credits began, you'd be home by now." <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Jokes on them. Well, what was your so I'm at home. overall jokes on them? I'm already home. <laughs> what was what? So overall takeaway: We did this. Um, I'm curious. Did this exceed expectations on rewatch? Was it? Or did it not live up to expectations? How would you guys say that it hit you? I thought my I had pretty low expectations, and I think it that kind of met them. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't quite as good as I had remembered. Um, but I didn't expect it to be quite as good, so I think it kind of. You didn't you know. expect it to be good. No, I expected like I remember it like when I watched it, however long ago. I really enjoyed it. I did not expect to really enjoy it this time, and it like mildly exceeded that. Like I thought it was fine. Like it's good. It's funny. There's some like Lloyd Bridges is hilarious, but overall, like I think they have a lot more stronger movies. So I wouldn't like. I'm not rushing to put this one back on. I'd rather watch Top Secret or Airplane or Naked Gun are better ones for sure. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I was excited to see it, and um, but I also knew that I liked Hot Shots Part Two better. But I was excited to see this again, and then it starts off, and there's a, like a lot of these sight gags on the aircraft carrier, and I'm going like, uh, maybe this is not as funny as I remembered. And then you get Lloyd Bridges, and I'm like, nope, it's funny. Yeah, uh, I had that's the experience I had, uh, very similar. So 
I actually had kind of low expectations. I figured that probably this was not going to uh, hold up as well upon rewatch. And then just like you, like when I saw the dude with like the hot dog on the uh, the turbine of the jet, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, I, you know I think, yeah. I, I think the, the, the two guys carrying bombs bumping, yeah. I was like, groan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt that, that, but you know, that was all luckily just mostly kind of yeah. just throwaway crap during the uh, credits. That's the thing. If and then Lloyd Bridges wasn't in it, it wouldn't, it would not work at all. Like, like there'd still no, be some I, funny you, things, but it wouldn't be, it'd be like a, C minus, <laughs> Lloyd Bridges, it moves it up to like a B minus, maybe not B plus. I might give it a B. Yeah, something like that. Are we giving letter grades now to our movies? Sure. Stars. Oh, are we letter grades? I don't know. Call it. We are today. Colin, what's your letter grade? Um, I'm gonna give it a um, uh, B plus. Yeah, I give it like B B plus. Like I think it's a it's a eighty six percent. That's I, okay. Well, we'll go with that. What's, that's, what's that's your Rotten that Tomatoes? Uh, like I would give it like uh, like because Airplane, Airplane Two, and Naked Gun and Top Secret are all A's to some degree or other, right? I mean, those are yeah. great classic movies. Is isn't in that same level, but it's not that far away. Like it's granted, it's better than a whole lot of other parody movies. But we've talked about this before, but I'm, I am curious to go back and see Airplane Two versus Airplane. Yeah. Because I remember, I mean, Airplane obviously is an all-time classic, and Airplane Two with Buck Murdoch at Alpha Beta Base is in that section is is fantastic. Oh, he's, he's rolling. But everything that comes before that in that movie, I, I can't, I don't remember too many distinct things about it. That's the problem. I, is like the, if you repeat too many of the same jokes, it doesn't work as much. And I think uh, that's where um, Robert Hayes is very much the same character and repeating a lot of that stuff. So it doesn't quite work as well, but I, it's still I funny. I think I, I, like, I disagree. I think they, they did it well enough to, um, to change it up. So you weren't repeating the same stuff. I mean, first of all, yeah, you've got, it's the lunar shuttle yeah. and then you've got the stuff with lunar um, shuttle tickets, lunar shuttle tickets. <laughs> you got the stuff by the, with the, uh, um, by the window, the trial, right? Yeah. Um, I, all that stuff. Uh, the trial, that's yeah, the trial. I, that stuff is is gold. Yeah, no, no okay. I, I just give it an A. I'm not. I, I'm not knocking <laughs> it. <laughs> I no, expected I A plus, I, man. I, I think airplanes. I, I just a haven't plus. seen it a long I'd time. Give probably so. part two, uh, an A. I mean, they're great movies. So yeah, I do want to see Hotshot parts part D now. So we may have to do that for this podcast. Well, we can. I mean. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Miguel Ferrar. We can do whatever we want. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to say about? <clears throat> excuse me. You know, choked getting up. Emotional. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Hot Shots? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a fun movie. I thought it was good, not great. Worth watching if you haven't seen it in a long time. Wait, do I need to do a real wrap up or not? I you guess. just did one. Did you throw one on here just in case? Do it again. Oh. Uh. Hey. Be sure to leave some comments for us at uh, realdmc.com. Like and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> You've uh, terrible. Hit us up at, at realdmc. We're on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have AOL. Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, good Lord. That's right. it. Stop. One, two, three. Stop. Damn it, I wasn't, wasn't over there yet. What?
I think we'll uh, next time we'll definitely notch up the enthusiasm scale. <laughs>